Welcome back to everybody. Misach HaSavas, Perig Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Hope you had a wonderful Shabbos. Nice to be together again, studying Misach HaSavas. Avtalion Omer. Avtalion teaches Chachamim. Rabbis, leaders, scholars. Hisaru bidvrechem. Watch carefully what you say. Shema tachovu chovas galos v'tiglu l'makom ma'im haroim v'yishtu al-talmidim ha-boim ha-charechem v'yamusu v'nimtza shem shemayim mischalel. The Ruach Chaim, Rav Chaim Velazhner's commentary on Meseches Avos on this Mishnah says that what Rav Talin is really teaching is Shiyanoe Doresh v'noe mekayim divrei atzmo. That somebody who says something teaches something and articulate something, should be so careful that he lives what he says. And this has been a theme that we've been mentioning throughout the Mesech, and certainly in the first parak, as well known, the Mishnai is here, Meseches Avos always start by saying, Hu Haya Omer. And as Rashi explains, and other Mepharshah and Mishnah explain, is because the author of each of the Mishnayas that we're reading, the Tanoim, the Zugos who are reading about, lived the statements that they are making. They didn't simply say something and not live it. There was no hypocrisy here in the Zugos or in the Chachamim whose words we are reading, but rather they lived these statements. And thus, here, Rabbi Chaim Velazhner teaches us that what Avtalin is making sure is that Nyanoe Doiresh Vino Mekayim. Chacham should be so careful, so cautious, because people hang on to the words that you say. We see this in our own lifetime. We see this certainly today with social media. You say something, it's grabbed, whether it's an oral statement or whether it's something that's in print. The moment something is said, it's very hard to ever take it back. You may apologize. You may feel bad. You may have said something under pressure. But at the end of the day, the words that you speak are stated with a sense of authority and truth. And therefore, somebody's going to listen and somebody's going to hear. And even if you didn't mean what you say, and you don't necessarily mean that which what you wanted to say, it's hard to ever take those words back. Reproving cats, the great Dayan of Petah Tikva, the Rav in Petah Tikva, the pre-war genius who survived the war and became the outstanding leader in Israel and Klal Israel and was the Rav in Petah Tikva. In his commentary, Mesechus Avos notes that this Mishnah can be explained according to a very fascinating Talmudic tale. In Mesechus Brachos and Davchavches and Mabez, Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai was sick. He was on his deathbed. Of course, Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai was the leading and the leading Rav in that time, the post-destruction of the Beis Amikta period, a student of Hillel Hazakein, and he rebuilt and created and made sure that Kalalisa would be able to survive, to succeed, even post the destruction of the Beis Mikdash. Of course, he made many takanos, many xeros, many enactments that are pinned to Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai, and on his deathbed, his students entered and they saw raosom hischil livchos. He saw his students and he began to cry. Meaning that before he saw his students, he wasn't crying. And his students asked him, Rebbe, Rebbe, why are you crying? What's wrong? You know what you've done and your accomplishments, how much you've done. Why are you crying? The transition from this world to the next world is going to be seamless for you. And Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai responded and said the following thing. Achshav, now they're bringing me to the world to come. And there are two paths, Shnei Jrachim, Acha Shel Gan Eden, Acha Shel Gehenim. One path takes man to the world to come to Gan Eden. The other takes man to Gehenim. Ve'eni Yodeh Be'ezim Olichin Osi, I don't know which path I'm being taken down. Velo Ebke, of course, how could I not cry? 
the students responded and tried to comfort him and explain to him, you have nothing to be concerned about. Rebruven Katz asks and questions, what was Rabbi Yochum Zake so concerned about these two paths? Of course he knew he was headed to Gan Eden. Rabbi Yochum Zake, the greatest and one of the great Jewish leaders. How was he not headed to Gan Eden? What does he mean that there are two paths? And Rebruven Katz rereads the, the Gemara and the line that we just said. Shnei Jrachim, there are two paths, one of Gan Eden and one of Gehenim. I don't know which path I'm going down because when I am alive and I say something so I could clarify it and I can explain it if you, my students, may not understand me. But now that I'm going to leave this world, I'm concerned that things that I said and the legacy and the statements that I've made, maybe they'll be misunderstood. Maybe you won't understand what it is that I meant that I was teaching. That's what concerns me. And therefore, I don't know which path you are taking me down because you are my continuity. My students, you are my legacy and I'm concerned that you're not going to understand or appreciate and I can't clarify what it is that I meant. And therefore, Reuachim and Zakeh understood how powerful, how meaningful his words were. And when he was alive, he could clarify if there was some misunderstanding. But he was so cautious, careful, and meticulous when he was alive, there was no reason to ever question what he said. But now that he's not alive, maybe there'll be a misunderstanding. And he never wanted that there should be a distortion of his words. And thus, if there was any mistake that his students had posthumously, it couldn't be corrected. And that's why he cried, and that's why he was fearful, and that specifically he began crying when his students entered, because this is what got him scared, and this is what got him afraid. And we don't have to look too far back to the times of Rabbi Yochum and Zaka Vitalmidov, but we look in our own era, and our own times, and without naming names, of course, but you look through our own circles, Rabbanim Rashi Yeshiva, Admorim, and leaders, and often there's internal conflict, there's misunderstanding. What did the Rav mean? What did the Rebbe mean? What did the Rosh Yeshiva mean? And internally, whether it's in a shul, a school, yeshiva, or a chasidus, there's in-house fighting because the Rebbe, the Rav, the Rosh Yeshiva, the Admor can no longer clarify the message, the meaning, and the direction that the institution or at the yeshiva should take. This is what Avtalian is teaching this mission. He says, Chachamim, he's Watch out, be careful what you're writing and what you're saying. They're going to grab your statement if you make a mistake when you say it. And they're going to grab what you say when you say it properly. Be so careful, be so cautious, because people hinge on to everything not only that a Rav Rosh Hashiva Rebbe or Madmor is saying. What a parent, what a teacher, what a sibling, what a boss, what an employer, employee says. Everybody's listening carefully. People judge us by the words that we use and the things that we say. Watch carefully what we say, and that's what Italian is mentioning. Many of the Mepharshim here, Mesachas Avos, Connect this Mishnah, Mishnah Yud Aleph with Mishnah Gimel. Remember, we learned a few weeks ago, Antignus Yisocho, who was a student of Shimon Atzadik, made a statement that you shouldn't be You should never serve God in the effort that you'll receive reward for what you're doing and in your service of Hashem. But rather, You should serve God for no other reason but just for the sake of serving God. Rashi, Rabbeinu Yonah, the Rambam commented on that mission, said that Antignus Yishoch had two students, Tzadok and Baitzos, and they heard what their Rebbe taught, and they sat, and they come 
pondered and contemplated. How could that be that we only serve God for the sake of heaven alone? It doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It's not physical. It's not practical. And they went off. And where they go off, they've left Yiddishkeit. They left true, authentic rabbinic Judaism and they started two sects, two factions, the Tzidduk and the Baisusim. Because they hung on to their word of their Rebbe on Tignush Yisoch, and maybe, maybe he should have been more careful with what he said. And therefore the Rambam posits that that statement of serving God, Shalomanas the Kambal only for the sake of no reward, that's something left for the best, the brightest, the most careful, the most pious, and the most spiritually inclined. Because if we're not careful what we say, who knows what could happen to a student. A word that we say as a teacher, as a parent, can be so monumental and so powerful. And one thing that we say wrong, who knows where that can lead, who knows what that can do. He's haru bidivrechem, says Avtalion. And thus the Ruachim comments on this Mishnah, we should be anoe dore shavinoe mekayim divriatzmo. We should keep what we say, we should mean what we say, we should live and breathe the words that we say, make sure we're so cautious and careful. And that's what Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka was crying on his deathbed. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. Shavuot Tov, a good Look forward to continuing tomorrow with the next Mishnah.